boom chicka bow chicka boom chicka bow chicka bow boom chicka bow chicka boom chicka bow chicka bow boom chicka bow chicka boom chicka bow chicka bow welcome to Pladcast the weekly podcast that goes up every Wednesday here on SoundCloud thank you for listening as a matter of fact we're having a poll we want to change the name we could stick with Pladcast if you like that but other options are Thinkonium and Trigger Warning let us know which option you like best in the comments and we will change the name of this podcast or we'll leave it depending on how you vote. In this episode, we talk about economics, life priorities, philosophy, politics, and nuclear reactors. I'm Ben. We also have Alex, James, and our special guest, Kenny Rohde. Enjoy. I, I can't blather. I have to have a script. <laughs> okay. Have you ever had a script in, like, in your life? Yes, I did. When I was in second grade, I played the rain cloud in Little Seed, Little Seed. Oh, yeah? See, this I don't is your life. We what? happen to have that script right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but it was one of those one of those times where they wanted to teach phonetics. Um, so now that I, my mother still has that script, and I can't read it because it's phonetically spelled out oh. rather than actually in English. Wow. I wish wow. they had never done that. I yeah, was a victim as well. See, no, I don't even remember what I was doing in second grade. Were you ever in second grade? Yeah, that's the one right after first grade. Yeah. Like we Not went, necessarily. We did go to Again, you're assuming while. the time is linear. <laughs> we can't even talk about what grade we're in without time being nonlinear. Man. I love this guy. Especially if you're in first grade. No, in your, when you're in first grade, all you care about whether or not the teacher likes you. No, whether it's time for a nap. And whether it's graham crackers. Graham crackers. Graham crackers, crackers yes. That was a big one. Lunch. If, if, if time was nonlinear, graham cracker time could be stolen from every other previous or, or, or post- you know, graham cracker time, time, and you'd have nothing remember, but consistent graham cracker time. Be great. <laughs> I remember the um, the cool part was if I got hiccups, the <laughs> the cafeteria lady would give me a spoonful of peanut butter, and that was all right. Okay. And it worked. It actually worked. I don't know why I don't do it now. Probably because it's weird, but it was pretty cool when I was in. I guess it was kindergarten. Now my own. The only thing that works for hiccups for me is to stand on a flat surface, my hands on a flat surface like a countertop. Yeah. And just focus. He doesn't stand on the countertop. He puts no, his no, hands no, on, the, on the countertop. countertop. Yeah. Would That's not sanitary. It. Yeah. Mm. But that that something about the stillness of that and mm. not talk, trying to talk, not trying to do anything else other than nothing. And then just, they're gone. Yeah. But if I don't, if I'm like, oh, I can, I'll get rid of them. I'll, I'll, no. It, it's, it's it'll, they will, hours, hours mm-hmm. of hiccups if I don't just. I have to go into two-year-old mode. Two-year-old <laughs> mode? Oh, and you just hold, hold your breath. Hold your breath, breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yep. No, that helps. That helps. Yeah. I thought you meant just throw a tantrum. I was so, well, so, that too. You know what's really funny though is when a two-year-old does that, you know, for like a temper tantrum or something, it's actually a rather sophisticated level of thought as far as like that person is concerned this, about my well-being. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. if I manipulate my well-being for my own social benefit to get what it is that I want, they will be inclined to... It's like, it's, that's a lot of thinking for a little two-year-old. You make you sound so maniacal, this two-year-old. <laughs> and then I will rule the world. Right, exactly. Well, you have to you have to figure that, that there's a level of depravity that we're born with. <laughs> yeah, and that think. depravity says, if I don't get my way, I'm going to make others suffer by taking my goodness... And my presence away from them. <gasps> oh, wow. So if wow. you think about it a little more logically as an adult, as soon as they pass out, they'll start breathing again. <laughs> they'll wake up with a headache. They won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let them hold their breath. So your your parenting strategy is <laughs> let them go. Don't touch it. Okay. I told you not to touch it. 
<laughs> I also remember the worst part of kindergarten was we had this play. Yeah. And in the play, my me and my class, my class and I, whatever, <laughs> we were flowers. You were, oh, you were Do you flowers. you remember that? I don't remember that. It wasn't there. Okay, well, good. Um, it's like one of those early trauma things <laughs> because... We had, you know, the, she had, uh, our teacher had the, the, the petals of the flower in a ring oh. and we wore it. No. Nice. Yes. Yes. <sighs> I'm sorry. I mean, like, every time I think life's going <laughs> now okay. apologizing for things that happened when he was in kindergarten. <laughs> every time I think life's going okay, that comes back and I'm like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> it could be it worse. It could be worse. Just remember kindergarten. The boss could call you in and put the... Put the flowers. The flowers on your head. What's the thing called on the, on the head? Oh. Uh, it, like the Romans laurels. would do? Yeah, Flower laurels. laurels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, like, laurels are like supposed yeah. to be a sign of, of glory and honor. They're yeah. not and if they're like multicolored power. flowers, maybe not so much. I don't, I don't know. know, but if, see, if, you, if, everyone, if everyone who killed a man in a gladiator arena yeah, got multicolored yeah. flowers, they probably wouldn't have such a stigma. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Macy that. Just, you know uh, that uh, <laughs> the when someone was awarded a triumph in Rome, he did not wear the laurel. The laurel was held over his head by a slave behind him, and the slave oh. would continuously whisper that all heroes fall or something to the effect that this won't last forever. Oh wow! wow. Yeah. See that that uh, see for a second there, I was like, see that's high society when some when you don't even wear your hat, somebody holds your hat yeah, for you. Basically, this is a temporary thing. Don't yeah. get used. But to it. But then when they sit around and whisper that you're gonna, you know, yeah, yeah so wow, slaves allowed to touch the symbol. No, no, oh well, yeah, the, uh, but yeah, not the, but not the yeah. Well, I mean, it's property, right? Property holding property. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah. he's like the mic stand. Yeah, that yeah, does kind of make sense. Okay. Wow. That's terrible. A, a rather, <laughs> a rather, yeah, that's sad. But he, he, on the upside, though, he gets to kind of like mock the... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Until he gets fed up, turns around, knife. Right, because you are literally <laughs> talking to the guy who's, who's Could, yeah. awarded for being really good at killing people. Vicious. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now, typically they were rewarded for being really good at leading people, killing people. Do you have, probably have to be good at killing I'm people thinking. before you can be good at killing um, people? No, do it like there, this. There are times, other you know, others. There's cunning involved as well. So politics, it's true. It's yeah, strategy. True. Yeah, politics and money. Yeah, just as Julius, right? Just I don't have never heard someone just say just <laughs> as Julius. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the guy at the Slurpee shop? Yeah, yeah just that Julius. <laughs> yeah. So, so are we yes. still under Roman? Rule. Well, that's a good question. As America as a representative republic. Well, Rome is Italian, and the Italians have good pizza. Okay, I like good pizza. So mm. I we're think, all held captive by the good pizza. I think I'm in favor. <laughs> I think I'm in favor. Don't speak so quickly. Oh, okay. And if you know better than us, leave a comment. But <laughs> I think I think we can have pizza without the tyranny of Rome. Worst pizza I ever had in my life was in Rome. Oh, really? It was a piece of bread with tomato sauce no. on it. See, the yeah. Americans have to innovate on top. Yeah. Here's your pizza. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we have enough difference from Rome mm -hmm. to keep from being tyrannized like the Romans were. I mean, if you were a citizen, fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the city was not built on citizens' labor. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Wait, wait, wait. There's some allegory here. Well, because we have we have a we have an immigration issue. Hot button topics. Hot button topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, if, you, if you push the hot button before you talk about it, does it make it okay? I don't know. 
it's, as long as you push the fire extinguisher ahead of afterward, time. Afterward, yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends on what you mean by hot. Because like I'm live electrically hot. <laughs> don't push that button. <laughs> <laughs> because some, I, the, one of the argumentation standpoints is that it's unfair use of, of labor and that kind of stuff. That um, you know, so so when you're saying Rome was that built what's using un- somebody else's labor, mm-hmm. that kind of well, that's literally comes to slavery, mind, so. which is different. slavery is different, obviously. Right. That's but, what Rome was used to build. Yeah. So what are we talking about then? Are we? America is America right. still an echo of the Roman system from years gone by. Well, we are the melting pot, so, so we'd have literally everything, everything we do. All right, all right. Literally everything we do like is that. the nation being built by somebody else. Right. right. It, that's that right. will yeah. exist. Period. It, it, it is rather ironic from from you know. It Europe. is it is rather ironic that the country that's been around for the shortest period of time, besides the ones that like sh- show up and then go away real quick. Is is like the world's most well known and richest, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. it's like there there's there's a definitely a difference between you know the 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 constructs between you know those two countries. So yeah. So what was it? What was the country with all the runaway inflation? Uh, Venezuela. No, Zimbabwe. 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 I was like, uh, it was insanity. Yeah. Like you wanted to go buy a cheeseburger, you had to have a wheelbarrow full of cash. Yeah. And, and it they, used they, to be that way in Germany and prior people, to nineteen twenty-seven. Yeah, right mm-hmm. after the First World War, right? Yeah. And that's For actually what destroyed their after. currency. Well, that's that's why the Weimar Republic failed is because people couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Basically, and so they wanted something different. And yeah. I think that a little bit of that is going on in Russia as well. Mm. People can't eat. Mm. You know, it's it's democracy or uh, republicanism, I guess I would say, rather than democracy. But the a free government takes a while to to mm-hmm. grab a hold. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to overcome the, all your problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The what people lose focus of is I can change that mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. having to kill somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> In other yeah, systems, yeah. you you can't you either can't change it or the or, or you have you, to kill somebody, right? Or, or you will have to kill somebody or die trying. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, you ever yeah. see the 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 Netflix original uh, documentary on uh, uh, it's not Belarus, the one under it, Ukraine, the orange yeah, revolt? Yeah, um, no, I have not. That's a that's a fascinating. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's using footage because everybody has a cell phone all that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. it's yeah. using footage from the actual like everybody's phone like the war. whole thing is cut together from mm-hmm. so footage. from one angle you you see the the guy shooting and then they cut to you know other footage that was caught and you see the guy get shot i mean it's, i just can't even imagine how how long they spent editing that thing yeah. and I it's know, not a reenactment you know. it's literally the the from the, the yeah. event itself well, it, it's one of the advantages we have now is information is instantaneous. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even in the founding of our country, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of propaganda that was being pushed towards the colonies mm-hmm. that would people would get weeks instead of mm-hmm. months in England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so by the time you got it, it's like, but oh, yeah, we've it's, lost. It's, yeah. Something else has happened. As a matter of fact, uh, you know that the, the War of 1812, the Battle of New Orleans actually happened mm-hmm. like after the war was over because they didn't know yet yeah because they had oh <laughs> it's just like it's like they signed the peace treaty and then millions more people die because they're still fighting on some other planet that doesn't know that the peace treaty was signed yet kind of a thing oh. yeah that kind of thing so but, uh it wasn't the scale. orange revolt it was wasn't. about unrest in 2013 2014 
okay, um, okay. protesters, but it's called Winter on Fire. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good documentary. It's, good. it's a good documentary. It's really good. You I, were you were Navy, right? I was in the Navy, yes. And oh. you did. I full disclosure here because if you're gonna if you're gonna you know I, cast I, some shade on fighter I, pilots, I, I cleaned up the birthing areas in uh, on my ship, mm-hmm. and I did. glamorous. And I I was a technical publications petty officer. I made sure that the the pages stayed in the book. I want to jump in right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. no, well, no you, actually, you also, I, I was a reactor operator on board the USS Enterprise. I was going to say you ran the mm-hmm. nuclear reactors mm-hmm. for a couple of times. Yeah. I co- yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, and until we, that one time. <laughs> I wasn't, that wasn't me. I was not in that plant. I was in another plant. Okay. There's logs to prove it. Yeah. Well, Got I was it. on the other end. So Never I seen still it run think, so fast. I still. <laughs> wait. How many? How many nuclear reactors are on one ship? Depends on the ship. For most submarines, it's one. Mm-hmm. For um, for current aircraft carriers, it's two. Yeah. Nothing and secret it, here. Nothing no, secret. nothing okay, secret. Okay. You can find this in any good copy of World Book Encyclopedia. Cool. And on Enterprise, there were eight. Not Whoa. a sponsor. Wow. Uh, eight. Enter- yeah. Eight, uh, Enterprise was built during a time where most of the development had got into submarine plants. Mm. And so we had eight... Submarine sized, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, they were divided up into four different propulsion plants. And does all the like the steam all come together for one engine? They can, Mm. uh, but each engine had its own plant. So, wow, you had eight engines then? No, four engines. Yeah, two engines per or two Two reactors per plant. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Per shaft is what we. Okay, okay, that's a lot of power. It is a lot of power. I also just think it's really cool that you were on the USS Enterprise. Yeah, well, yeah, I he picked ran that the one. engine room on the USS Enterprise. <laughs> oh, you guys, you were able to pick it. She's yeah. got. Oh yeah, uh, we uh, when you get through with schools, uh, when you change commands, they have what's called a dream sheet, and uh, so you like list three or four commands that you want to be put on. Okay, you know, transferred to, and uh, I picked Enterprise first and the worst, mm-hmm. as they say. Did you have a red shirt? Uh, no, actually, I was a blue shirt. Oh, oh. hey, so at least you won't die. So, but that, puts, <laughs> that doesn't that put that you in medical? That. Like, that's kind of confusing, you know? No, science, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. science. science. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the equivalent of Scotty on the uh, Enterprise? We had a officer on board. He was called the Cheng, C-H-E-N-G, Chief Engineer, mm. and he would be equivalent of Scotty. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Did he run around yelling, I'm giving her all she's got, or anything like that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I was never party to any of the meetings with the captain, but no, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> our, our our division was probably the largest on the ship. Mm. Um, we had, uh, the, that's the reactor department. I guess I shouldn't say division, I should say department. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had uh, the our main birthing was 360 man birthing, which wow. was all full, and then we mm-hmm. had like seven or eight satellite birthing rooms. So we had something like 400 500 people. Wow, and that, eight reactors and eight reactors plus the training divisions, and then there's people that are standby just for repairing, and uh, we had the laboratory divisions that made sure our chemistry was good. You know, things weren't gonna like spring holes in them and those kind of things so yeah not yeah. not just people running the reactor but the, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of different people that have to they have to work in 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 unison to, mm-hmm. to keep those things running yeah i think reliably. The, yeah the biggest thing that I, I think i'm impacted by is even just like in video games that, that i've seen alex doing it 
the power of of people working together is amazing mm -hmm. and so like in the military when you have specific roles and you can count on each other to do those those specific things wow that's um it's actually, uh, it's your life depends yeah. on that guy, the mm -hmm. other guy, mm -hmm. doing his job and doing it correctly. Yeah. 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 And, um, but there are other, you know, there are uh, what we have, jeez, um, um, I'm losing my, my vocabulary here, but there are what called surface warfare and mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the, the sub dolphins you see guys running around with this little badge mm -hmm. on their pocket that looks like two round-headed fish going mm -hmm. to a submarine and every submariner that goes on board has to qualify to get that which means he's got to learn every job on that submarine cool. mm. pretty much by his i think first or second now i wasn't a submariner so mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. the full details but if you didn't qualify they shipped you off yeah. because wow. if anybody dies you got to be able to pick up his job mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. right. wow so and then we had the same thing uh, on on board surface ships. We call it surface warfare. You have to qualify mm -hmm. to you know to to wear that badge, and it says you know what jobs need to be done. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. uh, even in even without reward or, mm -hmm. or recognition, the job that I was in, because everything affects the reactor, I had to learn pretty mm -hmm. much everybody's job. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you could fire the guns if it needed to be fired. Me? No, they don't give nukes guns. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We we actually had a. These guys uh, are crazy enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have we overthink things. We call it nuking it out, and uh, so Going they tend not here. to give us weapons. <laughs> but we well, had that's, a. That's it's that's the way you're on the podcast for the with the guys who make the overthinker show, right? right. There you it's go. it's, it's right. a great combo there. Yeah. So why right. why why don't they give overthinker weapons? I just <laughs> well think hey, about it for a minute. Okay. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Let's overthink this. Here we go. <laughs> now, uh, uh, typically, you want those the personnel that know what to do with mm -hmm. the nuclear plant mm -hmm. to be kind of safe. And if you're in a yeah. weapon, that means people are firing weapons at you. And that makes that's, sense. That's probably the biggest excuse they had. I, I don't. Right. Know. Right. You're too important. But I would, I would, right. Okay. I don't know. I would kind of think if like if they're here, like I better have a weapon. Otherwise, so, they have okay, the okay. nuclear reactor. So did you say that they uh, well I have a nuclear reactor. The ship, right? Uh -huh. So could you use the reactors as a weapon? Could you set no, them to like self destruct or something no, like, like Star that? Trek? Yeah, come on. Like, yeah, like no, yeah, there was no self destruct sequence. Three, I don't know. Two, uh, disappointing. One. You know, it's just like any old boat. You know, if you make big enough holes far enough down. Then things get kind of critical in a hurry, but mm, mm -hmm. other than that, they don't blow up. Well, the nuclear reactors? Yeah. No, typically not. Um, <laughs> yeah, typically, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's think no. about history it. Would say. History would say that on the most part, uh, the explosions that have occurred in nuclear reactors mm -hmm. have typically either been chemical in nature, like mm -hmm. Chernobyl, that mm -hmm. was a hydrogen explosion. Mm -hmm. Or they've been uh, steam over pressure, which we had one in the 1960s, 1961, mm -hmm. I think it was, called SL1. And basically every bit of water in the core flashed to steam. Whoa. So it had seven times the volume that it had before. <laughs> and it Whoa. blew all the rest of the rods out of the core. Probably That's a few pipes serious. as well. No, actually, uh, no. I, as far as I know, the when the rods left the core, that it, it didn't do any other damage. And... They were in a metal shed, and mm -hmm. so that didn't penetrate through the metal shed. There was mm. one guy that was actually impaled on a rod at the 
on the yeah. roof, but Shot other out. than there, yeah. <laughs> so the guy who died didn't die of like. No, no, everybody died. All three of the guys that were there died. Oh, one okay. from mm-hmm. one from being speared, and the other two from radio. So this radiation. Radiation. okay. Mm-hmm. So the default state in that condition though the rod shot out which means the reactor goes which direction it will go what's called subcritical so it shuts itself down right so the default is off right cool for american reactors there you go yeah (laughs) i like america chernobyl on the other hand with the graphite yes so we use water to slow down the neutrons so Mm -hmm. that we can split the atoms you know making atoms for making well fission fragments for democracy but (laughs) um but so as soon as we lose the water or as mm-hmm. soon as it changes its density, mm-hmm. we, we, we get uh, a shutdown of, mm-hmm. of how many reactions we're getting. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we go lower. Yeah. Uh, and there's actually some fuels that are designed uh, with, a, with a, an arrangement of atoms around them that as it heats up, those atoms vibrate uh, and... Moderate. Uh, no, no, they actually... No, they don't mm-hmm. moderate. Mm-hmm. They actually uh, established what's called an Einstein oscillator, mm. and as the neutron hits it before it gets down into the uranium, mm-hmm. the neutron picks up speed and gets ejected from the core. So it, th- as it gets hotter, it shuts itself off oh, from cool. from being fissions. All right. All right. And, that uh, sounds really fancy. Well, I don't know. It's been the fuel's been around mm-hmm. for quite a while. I think late fifties, early sixties. I don't yeah. know. So mm. what happened with Chernobyl? With Chernobyl, well. Not American made. No. Well, even if it had been American made, well, let's just put it this way: it, if you came to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission with the design for Chernobyl, mm-hmm. they would want you to lose your your degree. <laughs> they would pull every license that you have, mm-hmm. and we just don't design nuclear reactors in the same way. Yeah. Um, they had what's called a positive alpha T. That means their temperature coefficient of reactivity or how well it works as it gets hotter mm-hmm. was positive. Mm-hmm. So the hotter yeah. it got, the better it worked. So it would run away, basically. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And and it and from all things that I've read, it was squirrely at low powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. not yeah. You, you could not control it very well at low power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so you had to run it at high power to keep well, it stable? It, you, I, low power and high power, again, are relative terms. Um, but when you when you have a uh, a reactor that's actually providing electricity, you want it to run like 100%, giving you all the steam it can. Yeah. Uh, what happened is these guys had had um, brought the power level down to very very low, where they couldn't pull steam off. Mm-hmm. They wanted to uh, do an experiment where they were actually uh, figure out how long the turbines would run. Once the reactor was at shut down low power, mm-hmm. so basically they're they're just seeing how long the centrifugal force of the turbines would continue. Well, spinning? how much how much steam actually? I, I I don't know. I'm guessing how much steam would actually take to turn the turbine okay. to where it would be useful. Okay, uh, I'm not sure. the 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 procedure was never approved. This experiment was never approved. No. The procedure required that they shut off. All of their protection. Ah, why why they, would they have to shut so up the protection? Because, because the, the plant was designed that if I get below a certain steam pressure, if I get a, below a certain reactor power, that it's going to shut itself down and put it in a safe condition. These guys violated those safeties. Mm. Wow. They actually, it's like, you know. Wow, that just sounds like, like a bad idea. It's, it's try, trying to like jack up a car on a broomstick. 
Yeah. All right, I, th- there's no safety there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, and so you might be able. This was to get... a huge failure uh, of of the dynamics of the people involved. On top for the most of, part, for the most part, the, right? The design of the reactor, which you right. already said would be like rejected immediately. Yeah, because when we design in the United States, we design for a negative alpha T, mm-hmm. and we use water as a moderator. So if I lose my water, my cooling, mm-hmm. I also lose the ability to make fission. Mm-hmm. Right. So have right. the reactor run. So it, right. So, so the water is both the gas and the insulator. And then that way, if you're well, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but basically, uh, if your if your safety dies, your plant dies, and that's a way more stable place to be. Well, yes. It's, it, there's still going to be some heat generated. We mm-hmm. we yeah. have what's called decay heat, right? So, right. as I make, as I split uranium, the things that I make uh, will split as well, and mm-hmm. so they will generate some heat, and it can be a pretty considerable amount of heat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we found that out in um, Three Mile Island, mm-hmm. and you could see some of that at Fukushima as well. I was going to say, what about the the reactor at the uh, Fukushima is a boiling water reactor, and I'm not, you know, I I kind of understand the physics behind that, but I I don't understand uh, how the plant's built mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. they're continuing yeah. to get um, uh, contamination out of the pipes. Uh, mm. So I, I, I'm not as versed on what's going on there, and mm-hmm. I don't, I, I really can't separate how much is actual real data mm-hmm. from how much is people saying nuclear power sucks. Yeah. Media data. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So my so. question though is, does do nuclear react? Nu- my goodness, nuclear reactors. Do they ever go kind of wrong, or do they always just like? Is it always colossal? Like, like what? You know, because um, everything we hear, of course, is, is oh, yeah. I blew up and it it's was critical. No, that's operating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the term critical just means when I put one neutron in, I get one neutron out. I'm at steady state. Yeah. It, you know, so super critical mm. means I get more than one out. Mm. Subcritical means I get less than one out. So I, my power is decreasing. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely super critical. Su- you are super critical. <laughs> yes. I'm on a site, and uh, my tagline is, don't be critical, be prompt critical. <laughs> Great. Wait, so what, what is... Uh, well, well, there's two... And if you find someone who, like, who like knows what on earth you're talking about, you're like, we're best friends forever yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, all the nukes are out there are probably, like, giving me heck right now, but... <laughs> what's what's prompt critical? Uh, reactors are designed so that the time that it takes for me to get a neutron is figured into how my power changes. Mm-hmm. We call it the neutron life cycle. Okay. All right. And so it takes me a little bit of time to get neutrons from fission fragments. Right. Mm-hmm. But some neutrons come straight out of the fission, and those are the prompt neutrons. Mm. They're typically not. Um, they're typically not enough to keep my my fissions running. Right. Uh, the other ones we call delayed neutrons. Right. And so when I average everything, I get a, a time that I can react with things. In, okay. Right. Power okay. increases. In. But if I get enough prompt neutrons that the reactor will will go super critical on mm. those, mm-hmm. then I'm changing power so fast. My mind is actually not able to keep track of how how things are going. Mm-hmm. So the guys in Chernobyl, they went prompt critical. Mm. They had every rod in their core out i think except for like three or four or something like that there's a little documentary on this yeah and uh and there's a there's a poison in the core called xenon their xenon curve was was coming down so it was like a a chemical 
control rod was being removed from the reactor, mm-hmm. and the fissions that were happening were happening so fast that the by the time it registered in their heads, it was all over. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, so what's the xenon? That sounds like somebody from another planet. Oh, it's, <laughs> you, you need to get a periodic table in here. Um, yeah, actually, we, we, we do all have, the things we have, we don't have a periodic table in here. Yeah, we have a whiteboard oh, I downstairs. have a phone with internet. There you oh, go. Oh, there you go. Well, look up fission yield curve, too. I know xenon sounds like, you know, one of the princesses from other Right, planets. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. It does. That's, that's a pretty important uh, isotope in the reactor. What was fission what was yield curve? Yeah. <laughs> we call it the May West curve. It has two peaks. Ah, that <laughs> doesn't was, make was, sense, but okay. In the... In the um, not mystery men um men in black okay what was what was the lady from the other planet is that it we I got it, it. <laughs> everybody's gonna go up everybody on the podcast can't see it we'll have a link to we'll it posted link in the description below they're they're all, they're all along with all the new now. t-shirts you can pair <laughs> somebody the website just says suddenly everyone's interested in this curve what, right. <laughs> what is this curve <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there was, there was, there was the, the men in black, yeah. the, the lady from the other yeah. planet who had the light Zerlina. 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 Z- yes. Zerlina. Close. <laughs> you know? So you I have a filing the... cabinet with Z's in it. It's just not ordered. Yeah. I think it was an X. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, great. Yes. I've never seen it, but Xenon's an X. Oh, mm. Xenon's an X. Yeah. Okay. Mm. X-E. It's a noble gas. The E makes it a noble gas or is it no. separate from the spelling? No, it has eight uh, electrons in its outer shell that makes it a noble gas. Oh, that's Gotta cool. Love so, so what is, are there are there yeah. are there um, um, popper gases? You know, like, popular gases. No, no, like so. Are we, are um, we back to um, monarchy? Or gases? Re, re, you know, mid class gases. Yeah, you were saying mid class gases, pop popper gases. You know, poor gases, and then noble gases. It's like a monarchy. No, there's there's the reactive gases. Right, right. The radical kind of guys that say, "Oh, okay, okay." So then, why, if it's a noble gas, I just want to know why its name isn't Henry George or Elizabeth. Exactly. <laughs> Too common. And it's oh. not Latin or Greek. Good point. Good point. Although I have seen the the news article about they've named four of the recently found. I I particularly enjoyed one of them being named Nihonium. Wow. All right. What Nih- is that? Nihonium. Nihon is the Japanese word for Japan. Wow. So it's, a, it's the it element of J- Japan. Yeah, Japanium. pretty much. Wow. That Japanium. is funny. Japanium. Right? What, is you it, know, what does it do? Sits there. As far as <laughs> I don't know. It's, you know, I, I, I just know names. So they okay. actually discovered four new no, no, elements? No, the, the discovery has been for a while. They just got around to naming them. Oh. Wow, they, there's documentation for you. Cool. Yeah. Paperwork. Yeah. So do they have to update the table when they do that? Well, the tables, yes, they do. So like so somebody in high school, U, like unknown element, whatever, 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 or you, I don't know what the U stands for, but they'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody in high school is probably getting a different periodic table than I got. Like, I, I don't know. I never thought about that. Like when I got my first periodic table. Yeah. It's far different from the one you have now oh. it had like four known is that is that right yes. <laughs> yeah yeah no that was the band when earth wind fire water. right right yeah, <laughs> in the 60s we just had earth I think wind we discovered fire. a new one balonium yeah balonium. Balonium. <laughs> now I, I like uh what's the uh, unobtainium what's the of that? there's there's unobtainium as well which is a theoretical unobtainium unobtainium <laughs> the one that you can never find right exactly yeah. we need a drummer or something yeah here. Well, we have one. You just don't have a set. Oh. Yeah. 
I feel like it'd be a little loud. Well, yes. we c- I, c- I could just man the uh, soundboard. That's okay. You know, I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, you could have the sound pillows. effects. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've seen, you know, I mean, you know, I've seen some guys with pillows and pans like play better than. That's how know, I got started, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why my yeah. mom bought me a drum set and put me in the garage. That's right. It's, yeah. <laughs> with insulation, if I remember correctly. Yes, that was you know for my benefit, so I wouldn't get too cold in there. At least I remember. Told that. Me. Oh, I was like, okay. well, we don't want to warp the wood, so we're gonna insulate the room. Exactly, exactly. So they don't get too cold in the winter. And we're in Austin, Texas, right? Yeah, yeah basically, okay. yeah. Again, cold is a relative thing. Yeah, he was telling <laughs> us earlier, I said, I said, hey, I put some cold water in this mug, and I was testing the Ember Mug's heating abilities, and he goes, cold, with like, like when, when you say cold, I, I think of 400 degrees Fahrenheit, because that's what a reactor's cold water is. And oh. I'm like, oh, oh, well, you know, that's different. Okay. Well, I mean, so you could cook a pizza in reactor water? Um... I guess it wouldn't soggy. take very long. It would be soggy. If you but... just laid it on the pipe, it'd do better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, let's the thing about it is... Cooking pizza with radiation. Isn't that technically what a microwave does? Let's do Not it. Quite. Uh, well, yes, it's radiation, but it's electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. It's, Not particle radiation. Right. But no, also it's like, soggy. It's like cooking it with a radio beam rather than like... Uh, Throwing with, neutrons at it. With the source inside of your smoke detector or something like that mm. right which is radioactive by the way guys your smoke dun, dun. detectors in your house that's right yeah. saving your life now who was that kid there was a kid in the news i think we talked about actually in a few like the second podcast or yeah, something who, who made his own yellow cake oh yeah yeah well yeah. Uh, i heard he was working on a positron collider and when <laughs> oh he, and one he, of those i got yeah. one in my basement I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I, I, basically, his kid that got really interested in, in mm-hmm, nuclear mm-hmm, power through mm-hmm. his scouting activities and decided why he's going to read everything that he could and yeah. then put it into practice. <laughs> and so uh, there's there's kind of an important thing that we go through in the Navy and I, everybody that goes into nuclear power program. Mm-hmm. And radiological controls, right? We learn how to keep ourselves safe. Mm-hmm. And so... He, he was studying that stuff though, because the, I, the well, he wasn't applying it very well. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard that he's got quite a dose. Oh, and, oh wow! And, and quotes like, "I don't think I took more than five or six years off my life," kind of thing. <laughs> oh, so, I, you know, but, hopefully not. But he actually, he actually collected smoke detectors, which has yeah. uh, uh, the element americium in it, mm. and. Uh, which is an alpha emitter. Mm-hmm. It, it emits a big particle, and so it doesn't penetrate through your dead skin or very far through the air. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of um, mm. science labs in, in grade schools yeah. that'll yeah. put a, a, an alpha source yeah. under a small vacuum, mm-hmm. and as the alpha particle goes through the air, it actually makes a vapor trail. Mm. Oh, oh fine. It's called a cloud chamber. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're not very, uh, they're... Yeah. So you can basically hold one of those little chips Sure, and stuff yeah, and you can, you yeah. can. Yeah. I wouldn't put it in my mouth, because <laughs> once it gets inside, then it does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. But your dead skin on your fingers will protect you from it. So. Well, I don't know. I mean, one time I made a yellow cake. I ate it. I had a positron <laughs> reaction to it. And, I mean, I think it took some years off my life, but... But that's cake. That's okay. That's yeah. cake. Yeah. It's cake. more enjoyable life anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Of cake. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And mm. How about pie? Yeah. Pie. What about it? Three point one four. One five nine. 
Oh, I'm, I'm done, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> the rest of the show will be Kenny reciting the Digitify <laughs> for the next Please hour. Please come yeah. back next time. When I, when I miss it after 159, then don't write in because I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenny's phone number is... No, I'm kidding. You know, like, you could probably just walk up to most people on the street and be like, I'll recite pi, and they're like, really? And you'll stay with 3.159872413. Like, and you could just go, and they'd be like, that's yeah. incredible. And yeah. they have no idea that you're yeah. wrong. They're, they're walking away, buddy. That's, that's, you, mean, you mean that's not going to make people love me at parties? No. No, man. No. Not most parties. You try. <laughs> not the parties you want to be at. Well, so have yeah, you guys well, seen the picture of the pie that, that has 3.14159 for several digits spiral pretty much down. all around the pie? No, I, I haven't. Okay. Anyway, they cut the crust that way, so those numbers appeared <laughs> at the edge of the crust. Okay, that's fun. Mm. No, it's not. Because <laughs> okay. pie is only 180 degrees. So why didn't they stop halfway? Uh, okay. <laughs> so you're talking about the mathematical version Whoa. versus the actual version Play of the circles. Kenny, man. You're get Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Just out geek the geek, man. I didn't even think of that. You got a pi squared. Pi r squared. Pi r squared. Oh my goodness. No, pi r round. So, you, so what you got to do is, ha- is do that, but you got to have squared. two pies. Yes, two pies. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're getting somewhere. So I, 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 I like the solution to this. If they'd the have come around the other side halfway with another pie, then that would have been two pie, and you'd have been good. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, mm-hmm. so so technically the solution is more pie, and I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. This is going well. This is going really well. Well, I, you know, I, I pick up my dad's philosophy on pie. He only liked two kinds of pie. Yeah. Hot and cold. I was gonna yep. say. Yeah. I was gonna I, say. Dump That's a gift for you. Yeah. That goes. For you me. can use that this holiday season. Yeah, when they ask you what kind of pie you say, you say, I'm very picky about my pie. I would like two kinds of pie. Hot Hot and cold. cold. That's right. I didn't say he was a good philosopher. I just said he was... (laughs) But he's a philosopher, and that's more than... I think think technically everyone is a philosopher at some level. Well, you have to be, right? To get up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You conduct your life in a certain way, right? That way is your philosophy. Everyone's a philosopher. Yeah. I'm, yep, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> yes. Pie. I'm, I'm holding back all the, the commentary because uh, we want to keep the show interesting, so I'm not going to talk for a minute. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, dokie. We appreciate your sacrifice. Um, <laughs> I do get for others. No, but it's true. Like, like it's impossible to, to approach anything without a philosophy, including yeah. science. Yeah. Yep. Especially um, science. Yeah. Because you're, you're assuming that something's going to actually be observable. Yep. That's, that's a philosophy. repetitive <laughs> and repetitive. Well, yeah, that's what we were, we were talking. We were just talking before we started the uh, podcast about the nonlinear nature of time, and I was like, "Well, I only experience time linearly." And he's like, "Well, how do you know it's linear?" I'm just like, "Oh, great!" Because <laughs> that's going to be one of those days. Experience. Look, I only it. ask questions. I don't provide answers. That's not good. <laughs> For that, free. That, that, that is. Oh, okay. I was going to say because you know, I I've, I know people who just ask questions. They're never, they're not very you helpful. Have the, you have the little oh. setup. Sometimes you know, five cents. You know, philosopher. Oh yeah, the doctor is in uh-huh. five cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that that right there is a whole philosophy. It's like I tell other people about philosophy so I can make money, which is you know like another philosophy. Not much, by the so way. You right, mean like five Oprah. cents is not yeah. much. That's standard pay for a philosopher. See, <laughs> but if you go the Oprah route, you could say philosopher five million dollars. Right. Boom. Yeah. Like that guy who but, wrote the the book about being a drug addict. What was that called? A million little. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. The one who lied about it. Oh. Oh. Wait. You. Oh. You mean he wrote about being a drug addict and he hadn't been. Hadn't been. 
and lived on the street. I, that's that never was a story I heard. So. Wow, yeah. man. Well, I could see that. I could see that. People would be like, wow, it's an incredible story of restoration that doesn't exist. It's New York Times bestseller. You know, yeah. I could see that. So, you know, the difference, I mean, Oprah doesn't call herself a philosopher, even though every single person has philosophy. Well, she doesn't call herself a scientist, but that's you know, for sure. You know, the difference between a, a philosopher, you know. Yes. And, all right. <laughs> you should you should tell the audience the joke first. Wait, are you asking me to tell this joke or are you telling this joke? I was starting to tell it, but go for it, Ben. Okay. <laughs> you walked into that door. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I know what I know you're doing. Um, I don't know if you've heard this. Do you know the difference? I'm sure he has. No. Who no, knows? Go ahead. Do you know the difference between a philosopher and a large pepperoni pizza? No. A large pepperoni pizza can feed a family of four. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yep. Oh. And that's, that's the thing, though. I think most people don't think they're a philosopher because it doesn't pay. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, not a philosopher. It's, it's, not, it's not the theme by which they, can, they continue through life, even though it's the theme by which they continue through life using. Right. Mm-hmm. I think most people don't understand where philosophy plays a role in their lives, so mm-hmm. we yeah. don't reward people that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the philosophies that have been espoused throughout the centuries are what's been driving civilization. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. everyday yeah. life is being, is being you know, defined or, or, or given a, a, a thought of, a pattern of thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can't buy a pepperoni pizza for a family of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. It's funny. I so what you're saying is, is is it's the fault of philosophers that they're not making money at it because they could just adjust society <laughs> to make it profitable to be a philosopher. No, no, no that's politics. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, the, the philosopher is looking for truth. Politics oh. is looking for your donation. Yeah. <laughs> is looking for the money, yeah. 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 But that actually goes back to some of the things you talked about, about inflation uh, earlier, which I always thought was, I mean, uh, I always thought was interesting because technically – the value that a person gives to a company or to mm-hmm. their job or to mm-hmm. something, right? That's that's mm-hmm. actual value. And inflation, the problem of inflation is that that value is not properly represented, basically, right? So it's like they, when they need a whole wheelbarrow full of money to buy a burger and somebody steals your wheelbarrow instead of the pile of money in yeah. the wheelbarrow yeah, it's useful. because it's more valuable, right? <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> that that the amount of work that it takes to stay it's just it's just a very broken system of representation of value and that's why it like gets lost yeah, right so, yeah it's not that the well because work it, itself wasn't the valuable. money is never the thing like right. in the um in, in, in the when germany was having ridiculous <laughs> inflation issues uh, they would get paid twice a day mm-hmm. they got paid at lunch and then by the time it was dinner mm-hmm. they got paid again because prices went up mm-hmm. and but the whole concept of value money is nothing more than a representation of value and so when you're just printing bills, mm-hmm. right, that doesn't change the fact that that doesn't change the value of the loaf of bread. That changes how many units of the bill it takes to get the loaf of bread mm-hmm. because it's just a representation of an exchange of value of labor mm-hmm. to bills to bread. Right, which is fundamentally why I think it's interesting that so many governments try to use inflation as a system to pay off debt because from my understanding of it, if it just waters well, down the currency that you have, all you're really buying is the difference in the reaction time of the economy to the new influx of the it, pieces of paper. Or actually economy. distributing that cost right. across the population. Inflation is just a, a mechanism right. to take money from everyone that has money. Right. Right. So and, when, when there's and, a 3% inflation rate, it's like a 3% straight up tax yeah, they on everyone. they could have gone into everyone's bank account. Right. 
but instead they steal 30 cents off of every single dollar that exists anywhere right when they just print some so you just distribute the cost right and then they hand it to where whoever they owed the debt to which right. sounds really sort of disingenuous because they've eroded right i owe you a hundred dollars right but then i devalue that hundred dollars when i create this you know, right. my own hundred dollars and i hand it to you i'm not right. handing you the original that, right I, yeah. Yeah. right like, right the number changed you know? right <laughs> now and i think that's why you get into like currency differences right so if, yeah, if the yeah. other guy wanted to be paid in in american dollars and you mm. and you're and you're you're in zimbabwe or something right right that uh when that that exchange rate would actually continue to offset, mm-hmm. right? So the more you would have to have more Zimbabwe dollars to go for one American dollar as you continue to inflate, mm-hmm. but the government would be so then it would only be broken one way instead yeah. of two ways. But which is where the concern over inflation comes from, because you know unless you want people running to a you know Swiss franc or the gold standard or something like that, you want to keep your your currency fairly stable. Yeah, right. So that you know, except for like standard. like I see economists. And I know this is kind of like less than a fun topic, I guess, except for some of our audiences out there might be like really liking this. It's an so, overthinker topic. But definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Is. Some economists are like always afraid of like runaway success. <laughs> and I'm just like, at what point has runaway success ever been a problem for our economy, right? I mean, they were like, oh, but the, the people started making too much money, so we added this, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, adjustment rate to the, you know, banking rates or something, yeah, and, yeah. and now we brought them back in line to more or less zero, so there's, like, not too much growth in the economy. I'm like, right. who the heck thought that was a good idea? So today, U.S. currency is backed up by oil, right? It's basically an oil Theoretically, you, you've got the econ- Technically, econ- it's a fiat currency. Fiat currency. So right. it has value because the Federal Reserve says it does. Not how many fiats you sell? No. It's all based on the yeah, fiat. Yeah, the fiat, the fiat <laughs> 500. Oh. Yeah, our entire <laughs> currency is based off of a tiny oh, yeah. Italian car. You know, I'm mean, seeing more of them. Maybe what's wrong doing, with that? Yeah, yeah. No, you, well, you remember, you know, you know the problem. Portugal, Italy, Germany, Spain, like they were the people with all the currency problems. That'd be a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but they had cars. <laughs> Well, so do we, I man. I won't comment any further. <laughs> See, I always thought it'd be great to have a GDP-based economy. If there are any, I, if there are any I think that's a legitimate idea. If there are any economists like up in the like people who set the rules for this mm-hmm. sort of stuff out there listening, like I, I know that calculating GDP mm-hmm. and and is actually that's it's, controversial. It's controversial, issue. right? Yeah. But if you get a formula for it, yeah, that should be a decent way to set. So you couldn't the value, right? Exactly, because it would inflate. You the could GDP. only print as much money as value was added to the economy, exactly, and so it would be a zero percent inflation care, rate. You'd care about education because as a society, right. it's going to lead to more value people, right? And and it, make, and it makes the the all the ideas of hidden taxes of inflation yeah. and stuff like that just it's just, just be open, right? I mm-hmm. mean, this is the authentic generation right. if you're gonna need more money if you're gonna just tax it and then we'll be we'll be upset about it right but maybe that means you shouldn't have been doing it you know that right. kind of a mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. so you have to create value which right away leaves a lot of politicians out yep <laughs> <laughs> and philosophers um oh well it makes it it hones this craft right perhaps, we'll right <laughs> well that's what i was saying you know philosophers need to find a way to position themselves you know that yeah yeah you know. so what you're saying is philosophers so they can really buy a just pizza. need a bit of marketing yeah yeah Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> philosopher marketing. As, Says the marketing know. student. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was, mean that would probably be a really easy market to get into. I don't know how easy it would be to get, to out, get, of? get out of it. Um, <laughs> Because you'd probably have plenty of philosophers that'd be like, you mean I could make more money? And you'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, all right. Most people would like, understand let's go. philosophy. But wow. yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it would actually work. 
That's I, you know, know. Yeah, it's all about branding, right? You know, like 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 your nuclear reactors when they're critical, people Wait generally have second. negative associations to the cr- na- brand, the branding that comes with the word critical. We could pull this off. And whose fault is that? That's that's bad marketing, guys. <laughs> Remember, Plato envisioned yeah a society. Uh huh. Um and this is what he considered the perfect this it. is what he considered to be the perfect society like the right hierarchy and setup and uh, stuff and at the very top of the line were the believe it or not were the yes. philosopher kings I wonder why I wonder why right yeah, yeah why why would society, why would he I would be the most important person yeah exactly I think we all feel but that. actually think about this because this would be the easiest <laughs> concept to sell to philosophers. Now, I know philosophers don't have a lot of money. Are you selling <laughs> That's to the philosophers? <laughs> right, right. It depends on well, how many books they've sold. If you're their oh, marketing yeah. agent, you know, I make money, you make money. How long they've been dead? But we could restructure society according to Plato's model, and uh-huh. the philosophers would actually be at the top. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, and, but that's not... And they would probably very quickly evolve into politicians, Ew. and we'd devolve right back to where we are, because that's the And the, the philosopher would play with what the definition well, of see, is. And this is, is, exactly. this is the yeah. thing about America, though, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think specifically, America, that that the people's philosophy is what wins, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah, that's why the whole yeah. philosophy yeah. always yeah. wins. It yeah. just doesn't pay. No, he's talking about a pragmat, uh, pragmatic philosophy. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever it takes to get w- done what I need to get done, that's mm-hmm. what's good. Right. Right. Well, and and like the reason that the people who are in charge are in charge based off of the majority's people' opinion of the philosophy of the individual philosophy. Yeah. Or vo- no, <laughs> but but we also have a, a sense of actual truth. I mean, you know, yeah. we may say we go to work every day. My right. money's better. Right. But, but like our behaviors have to map to something. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you you know your child starts yelling obscenities towards you, you say, "I've done something wrong here." Right. So it's not just about the money. Right. They're higher values. Oh yeah, and, and well, it's the values that that are how you behave, what you believe. What Again, that it's in. it's philosophy. Some people think money mm-hmm. is the ultimate good. Some people. The the ultimate prize. So whatever it takes. Marketers, I, for example. Um, hey, <laughs> I do not believe that. Thank you very much. Wow. See, he has a warped philosophy. <laughs> I have a different Is philosophy. It oh, no, no, no. It's a, it, you said the word warped philosophy like there was some standard of altruistic truth. Yes. You're looking at it. What, 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 what? Doesn't everybody say my philosophy is the philosophy? Yeah. Well, and everything's warped based against I would, philosophy? I would agree that that's, that's how you see everything, because why would you believe something that would be false? I mean, if you right. knew something was wrong, you wouldn't believe uh, it. You don't so believe it because you believe. believe. That, uh, that, actually, I don't believe that's true. I, I believe I can find you several examples, and it's controversial, yeah. controversial uh, about them that they actually have mental disorders because oh. they know mm. what they're believing in is not true. Uh, I, I believe it's called cognitive dissonance. 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 Disorder. Actually, yeah. cognitive dissonance, yeah. I think you're onto something because this is something I've noticed, okay. which is we don't believe things. And, I'm, and when I say we, I just mean, you know, some folks I see, I'm not blaming anybody Bob. or myself or any, anybody. <laughs> anyway, Bob. Yeah, for example. No, I'm kidding. But I see a lot of instances where it seems like we don't believe it because it's true. We believe it because it's convenient yeah, or because it's yeah. what we want. Yeah. But we and, know. And, and what we want does not actually line up with reality, does not actually line yeah. up with what's yeah. right and true. Mm-hmm. And we know that and we ignore it. Yeah. But in our hearts, we still know that about ourselves. Right. 
And so and that creates actually, the cognitive dissonance. Yeah, Hashtag clickbait. Clickbait. <laughs> no, that's kind of true. Like, yeah, why do I still click on it? I don't. Well, I don't either. But, but I mean, we don't have co- we don't have cognitive I, dissonance. I have a very oh. strong negative reaction to the citing of clickbait. You know, but like I just ignore it. So yeah, I think okay. we've drug the entire field of psychology and now into hey. into something practical that our viewers can use, yeah. like clickbait. <laughs> Not like, using clickbait, wait, 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 but like you know. It wouldn't be like a marketeer to use psychology to try to get somebody motivated to pursue a, a, a course a particular of, offer uh, a payment right. or something, right? Mm. Or you know, they want you to have a certain behavior, right? No, I I know I, I read that a lot in my marketing books. I'm always like, as consumer like, behavior, right? Is, right. Yeah. Let me just explain consumer behavior and how you can manipulate it. I'm yeah. like, I don't think you're my friend right now. <laughs> Whereas economists, on the other hand, you know, they just draw the graphs of what consumer behavior is doing, right? It's kind of, they're kind of on the other end of it, I although, guess. Although, as is, you know, with statistics and being they, the worst of all evils. Well, right. you know, everybody that's trying to influence someone else is trying to affect their behavior. Yeah. So from the people that are trying to, to get you to see eye to eye with them on their religious views yep. or their political views or, you know... Or, the, or the, how valuable this Fiat 500 is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that actually... I know, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, but... Um, uh, it, you know, everybody is is trying to influence you. Mm-hmm. It's, it it yeah. really is mm-hmm. all marketing. So, so you just actually say that the people who write books about how to influence people are just being more authentic about the fact that people are trying to influence you. No, they're just making a book. They're just... Ah! Is it a book or a book? <laughs> making a book. <laughs> a buck of book. Uh, no, uh, you know, it's, buy it. again, probably their philosophy is motivated by by giving you a truth mm-hmm. that you can use for your betterment, right? Right. If I go to work and I want to raise, I have to convince my boss. I have to, you know, I have to right. influence his right. behavior so that I get more money yeah, out of it. Yeah, right? it's just, it's, the question is, when does it become... A understanding of how to communicate true value versus a manipulation mm-hmm. of the situation. It's always a manipulation mm-hmm. of the situation. But there is a true value. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, but so saying, it's, it's the value of the thing that you're trying to manipulate cool. to, right? So if I try to manipulate you to be a Satanist or manipulate you to be a Christian, I'm still trying to manipulate you. Yeah, but there is. But that's his point, though. There yeah. is a truth. There is a truth. I, right. I agree so with you. So if this that. car is... I don't know. I'm just going to, whatever it is, but like economics is probably a bad example, but we'll go with like your job raise idea, okay. right? If, if, if you legitimately bring in millions to the company or something like that and you're like, Hey, I should, I should get a, uh, a raise, right? Because I bring in millions to the company. That's, that's a true value statement, right? Well, unfortunately, so it's still, unfortunately, it's still yes. a bad example because <laughs> economic value in, this is my theory of economic value, which right. is that it the only, economist. it only exists as soon as a value agreement is met. Mm. And so until that value agreement is met, the objective existence of that value is not certain. Right, so which is why economics if, is not a moral system. If it's, you pay your marketer a you know, $100,000 a year to bring $10 million to the company when they want to raise, how, the only thing that's changing the decision of the worth, the, the worth of that um, revenue is the two people making a decision. But that's talking from an economic standpoint. When you're talking about objective truth, mm-hmm. right, you're saying that there is something real out there. We have different opinions about what the objective reality is because we all experience reality subjectively. We all have different context and experience of what happens in life. We, we experience a 
objective, objective reality, reality subjectively. subjectively. Exactly. Right. Yes. I'm not yes. saying reality is subjective. <laughs> right, I'm right. saying we experience it subjectively, yep. the objective reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and actually, this is interesting. I saw an article earlier this week um, where uh, there was a guy who did all this studying. I think I think he was a psychologist or sociologist, one of those. Mm-hmm. And he's studied it for years and years and years. And he came to the conclusion that objective reality doesn't actually exist. <laughs> or at least you couldn't prove it. Right. But that would have to be an objectively right. true that statement. That would be, have to be an objectively true statement. Right. Exactly. Like he just fell like whoop, whoop, like straight into on the trap face. on his face, you know, in this big article. And they're like, oh, look, objective reality doesn't exist, guys. And, and I'm like, no, like you're just lazy because you just came to the conclusion that I'm right. that that you that is it's difficult to know what objective reality actually is because we experience it subjectively. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right, right, like right, anyway. So uh I'm I think trying there's to, one thing that we're we're all forgetting here is it's how we prioritize things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So it may be objective reality that that propane burns and will heat me up, but it's a really bad idea to crack open the bottle and light the flame. All right. Right. You, you know, heat it up real fast. It, it will, you know, <laughs> fast enough that. But what I'm saying is, like, for, for instance, back to the example of my, uh, getting a raise, mm-hmm. right? I see it as a greater good for me to get the raise, and the boss might see it as a greater good for him mm-hmm. to get the raise mm-hmm. because, well, he's managing the team, and Win-win. the management of the team yep. is causing that to come in. Again, mm-hmm. he's got a different uh, mm-hmm. priority, right? Mm-hmm. His priority is not my priority. Right, right, right. right. So it's, it's not just whether it's true or not. It's where I put that truth as important or not important on my list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that okay. was I could I see that just yesterday we released a video. It's and it's called "Attention Is Reality," which is basically what you pay attention to, what awesome. you prioritize. Yes, absolutely. It translates into your reality. So everything besides what you focus on essentially disappears, according to you, not in, not objectively, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. everything besides that doesn't exist. It may not. It may as well not exist for you well, um, I, I, until I, it comes slamming in your face. I saw the video. Oh, you did? You, with the, uh, not your video. Sorry. <laughs> I saw That's a video yeah. with uh, several people bouncing different colored basketballs to each oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one. Right. Selective and, attention. And it's and everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've heard of fighter pilots who did not hear the call right before mm-hmm. the missile went through their wing. Mm. And people were telling them, hey, do you need to turn now? But he wasn't listening. But he, he didn't even hear the horn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's screaming in your ear, and he, he was tuned into something else. Mm-hmm. He survived. That's he amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, that's this is. Well, the, I guess that's the only way we'd be able to say he didn't hear the yeah, before the missile like, went. Yeah, because he'd have to tell us that. Yeah, he's telling us that. And uh, but you know, Man. it it is what we pay attention to. It's how we prioritize things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, things that mean uh, mean a lot to me mm-hmm. may not mean much to the guy driving beside me right mm-hmm. right i hear a thump 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 and he hears a thump 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 he may say uh it's you know the coke bottle in my door thumping again i may say hey it looks like your wheels kind of not tight and it's wobbling off mm-hmm. all right and i think i think how you prioritize things is your philosophy well yes it's an expression so i was gonna yeah. say i was gonna yeah. say so how, what can you do to make sure that the things that are objectively important are the things that nice you listen question. to nice one alex okay uh study truth by Under- paying attention to philosophy understand philosophy <laughs> are we doing it are we are you making an argument for philosophy now i think we are okay <laughs> 
It may not pay, but it's important. It's important, very important. It's by 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 it that all other things are payable. <laughs> because somebody yeah. might shoot your wing out from under you. So yeah, yeah. I I I subscribe to the to the theory that knowledge is power. The more knowledge you have, mm-hmm. you know, people ask why where will I ever need algebra? They don't realize they're doing it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, the better yeah. you are at it, the better things are for you. Yeah. And on yeah. that note about subscription, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, you know, if subtle. you want a little Very bit subtle. more knowledge, subscribe here. Listen to the podcast. You can follow Contribute. us on SoundCloud. Contribute. Yes. Yeah. I, but uh, I, again, the things that you hear, everything that you take in, you, you have, have to, to you have to evaluate because mm-hmm. I, I can hear a lot of things. And it all may be lies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Demonstrably untrue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cannot happen that way. Does not exist in this reality. Yep. Yeah. Right? So, again, I have to have that discernment. Yeah, right? be proactive. It's, it's, it's not just information mm-hmm. coming in, but the discernment that I use to, to separate that from mm-hmm. yeah. useful, non-useful. Yeah. I, that, that, that actually, everything. I was going to say, it messes me up when I take a test, though. Last, yesterday, I, I studied for like 30 minutes, and then I took a test. And I was like, yeah, I got this. There's no worry, no worries on this. And I'm reading the questions and I'm like, okay, like like the philosophy of the person who wrote the questions determines <laughs> how you interpret the oh, yeah. question no, so that you can so you can oh, estimate yeah. the correct answer. The right? most important thing I ever did in school was get a read on my teachers. And once I could kind of figure out who my teacher was, I knew how to answer all the questions. Yeah. Because yeah. that's and where the questions came from. Yeah, because it's like when you read a question and you're like, okay, so when you say that, like I would, like like there was a word, there was a a question on automation, right? It says automation does what? And it's like removes some of the human element with, you know, technological ones or all of the human elements with technological ones. And I'm like, those were like the two like valid options Mm -hmm. basically, right? I'm like, okay, if it's full automation, as some would, you know, that would be removing all of the human element. But when you say automation, you know, it's like, do you mean full automation or partial automation? Can the machines make the machines? Right. (laughs) Can the machines repair the machines? Right. Well, yeah. Did the machines machines test each other to see if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing? Did the machines build the building and the factory where the machines are made? Oh, they probably That it's not full automation. Right. Right. Where do you draw the line? Right. It's like how big your box is. Um, yep. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you to Kenny for being here today. That was a blast. You're welcome. Um, and you can find us on SoundCloud. Eventually, you'll be able to find us on Stitcher and iTunes as well. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy this podcast, then please go ahead and share it with a friend of yours or leave us a comment below letting us know what you think. But we'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>